Hello and welcome to the second part of Prasanavika Sparkable. From speaking about how her art teacher from 7th grade seeded the idea of Madhubani to indexing on how important it is to build a community of people who can vouch for the person behind a brand, Prasanavika addresses various aspects of what it means to make a business out of art while not sucking the passion out of it. Listen in to this intensely energetic conversation as Prasanavika and I peel through the layers of her life as a business owner and more importantly a passionate illustrator. so uh, the thing is we we had while in school it we just had like i was in 7th standard and we just had like one or two classes where our uh, you know art teacher miss uh, vasuki ma'am spoke about uh, this very fascinating art form and um, we um, you know we, we were just given this assignment of looking up something that really kind of enticed us and draw that and come and she also gave this very cute little uh, project for us where she told just brew tea at home tell your mother to brew tea at home and tell her to give that um, you know strain to you and uh, use that to coat the paper first because it gives a very natural and a rustic look to the paper and then draw something on it so as a as a kid in her seventh standard this was very uh, interesting because you know you're going to go back home and pester your mom to make the tea for you and you're going to yeah. coat the paper <laughs> with it sit and draw right so this right. this i think was very interesting and post this the very nice thing happened was that like four like a bunch of four or five of my friends got to work on a huge saraswati painting at school in madhubani style so okay. i think annoyingly wow. these seeds of interest were sown long back and um, i think like um, um you know um, like you've spoken before we kind of somewhere um, forget art right as we transition into high school college life takes over and art takes a back seat because nobody's told us that it can be a lucrative career nobody Absolutely, told us yeah. that um, you know it can be a life choice um, it, it was always a hobby i don't think it was looked at as anything more than that so i too conveniently kind of forgot about it but uh, surprisingly when i wanted to delve into art deeper i find i found myself choosing this art form very conveniently i don't know if it was because of the uh, school experiences uh, that i, I think had. it's thanks to thanks to vasuki ma'am in a way i absolutely. must say that so yes yeah. <laughs> definitely you know it takes i think that um, it really does it's very small things smriti that kind of uh can plant this uh seed of excitement in a child's heart and how precious yeah. is that and if a teacher is able to do that then what more does that kid need and uh you know that i think the teacher has already done her job right and uh, i think that that's what's um, kind of uh, happened and i also grew up in an environment where my parents constantly encouraged me to um you know be involved in whatever i wanted especially uh my father he always thought that i should be engaged in something that i love and right. um, he was always up for bold choices i think that's that's also played a role but uh yeah i'm sorry i'm deviating from your question but why madhubani was i spent a, i when i started uh, taking interest in the art form i read about the art form and this art form was an accidentally discovered art form like uh today uh, even after thousands of years if we are able to sit down in a room and talk about this art form it's it's because yeah. of the fascinating journey it's had it was discovered accidentally by a in fact by a britisher called william archer and he was he was in india this was pre independent uh, india and bihar was hit by a massive earthquake uh, in the year 1934 and this, right. this person went into the villages of bihar to examine the extent of damage and that's when he came across such amazing paintings on the walls and the floors of the houses 
and he thought that you know something something so beautiful should not be within four walls the outside right. world has to know about this art form and him and his wife uh, played a very instrumental role in uh, kind of ensuring that madhubani was known to the outside world but the real change happened um when there was when bihar was hit by a drought and uh, since it was an agricultural land people didn't have any means uh, to kind of uh, you know make ends meet so right. um what the all india handicraft board decided somewhere in the 1960s was that they'll distribute free handmade paper to the region and this marked a very important milestone in the history of the art form because um all along the women uh, the women mm-hmm. folk used to draw madhubani on auspicious days on festivals like how we draw kolam in our households this was also an art form like that very personalized so right. these women when they started uh, distributing free papers they had the courage to transition whatever they drew uh, you know just for the culture sake to probably um, on to papers and to show the world the kind of talent they had and um, you know there was no looking back after that there are many names like uh, i would want to say like uh, sita devi and karpuri mm-hmm. devi so many women who took mm-hmm. up this task uh, ganga devi all these women who drew on paper and suddenly they they felt like they had a voice and i'm talking about uh, the 1960s and 70s where it's very hard for a yeah, women yeah. to fight for her equality absolutely right so this this art gave them um, that independence that they very much needed and they not only uh, earned money but they traveled across globe exhibiting their works um, to many museums where such recognized artists were called and wow. uh, because of these women the art started slowly gaining recognition and because of the efforts that they put in and these women are not even there anymore but even now when i still read about them i feel like i personally knew them you know because it's so inspiring to read their journey and i'm talking about times where uh, there was not even art supply smriti like i can just take yeah. my bike and go to a stationery store and buy all kinds of art products i want to Uh, create a painting but these women collected natural things uh, you know like the uh, juice of berries and leaves and soot yeah. uh, to paint and they used twigs from the branches that with a little cotton wrapped at the end of it for um, for making a brush and uh, to even think that they made paintings of that size and uh, to think of the efforts they put in to bring the art form uh known to the outside world to make it into such a flourishing art form i felt like you know this was an art form that was driven solely by women even now yeah. there are so many male artists i'm not saying that um, they didn't play their role but uh in fact uh, there was this bombay artist called kulkarni who was very instrumental in distributing uh, uh handmade papers to the women of this region definitely the men have also played their role but you know the women were at the forefront of this movement right and yeah, that's yeah. what i think really fascinated me about madhubani because i i felt like that's that that's where i think i felt that connect for me with the art form absolutely and i think that's the it, it's so fascinating to listen to the fact that yes while they did get enabled and we spoke about this a while ago the very fact that they need that ecosystem to sort of enable them but it was exactly. also up to them to sort of run with it right i think that's the deal and uh you know it's 
wow i i i didn't realize that this was this was the uh, this is a turn that it took really in the pre independent era as well i think that would have been a one of the one of the few things that the britishers had done for us so that's i think a, a good thing in a way let's put it that way <laughs> yeah uh, you know in fact i think uh, one of the other things that i do do want to understand from you uh, prasnavika is that yes you know this is why you chose it and that the women were at the forefront and that's something that you're also very clearly very passionate about now what if you were to translate this to the current setting what do you think is the situation when it comes to women in art uh, you know in in the current scenario today okay so to answer this i think that um i think it's it's become i wouldn't say easier smriti but we live in a time where we have things under our control more than what it used to be because um there are many artists who died without getting recognition because they had to depend on somebody to showcase their work because they yeah, they didn't yeah. live during a time of social media and um, they didn't live in a time where they could uh, kind of showcase their work on their own because i think there were a lot of gatekeepers right and for them uh, to manage getting an entry into that gate was very difficult and this is also one of the reason why uh many people um, didn't get the recognition during their lifetime for the art that they did uh mm-hmm. but i think right now the scenario is that we in in even though marketing is really hard and even though probably uh, 100 other people are doing the same thing that you're doing um the one thing that's different between um, probably sundarakala and another art brand is that it's me the person's yep. different and yep. that's that's the biggest um you know value addition that you can think of right and uh, i i i think that, that way um, we we are living in a good time i think for us to explore our passion because the world even though the world is big i think the world of internet has brought us closer than ever before and the very fact that we have connected and we are talking is also a testament to that and i think uh, this this change is good in a way even though even though there are downsides to the fact that your focus has reduced because of you constantly thinking about who's pinging you okay who, which person's put what story on instagram there's also an upside to it uh, for people who are following their passions because you're able to showcase your talent you're not dependent on anybody for that yeah i th- i also think the world is also so big that it all obviously has uh, you know space for every single person here today right Absolutely. the very fact that we yes. yeah the very fact that we exist and we thrive itself and on our own and like you said you know it is you who needs to matter ultimately and i think and it's you who makes the difference uh, for sure there may be 100 yes. people who may be doing it there may be a thousand people out there who may be doing yes. it and this is what i think you know my co-host and i was speaking about as well a little bit of a diversion here but i think it's it's a very similar sort of a feeling when we started off thinking about you know hey i've always wanted to do a podcast but how do we do this there are so many other women who are doing this but i don't think after a point it's mattered honestly i think uh, prasnavika because i think that's the point right it 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 the biggest difference is that it's you who are the people who are actually talking to you at exactly. the end of the day yeah uh, but yeah. it really matter yeah okay yeah. so that reiterates that reiterates my purpose and that's a good thing in a way for sure correct because i think so, you know smriti so many people might be doing podcast putting it out but nobody's going to do it the exact way that you're doing it like Absolutely. Uh, yeah. you you yeah. have your own way of doing it and i think that's the value addition right so that's that's the nice part about it great so now you know what passion is definitely one aspect of this uh, of of sundrakala for sure uh, prasnavika we've spoken about it so extensively and it's it's been such a such an inspiring story for me personally uh, i think to hear how you've sort of been able to 
tap into that little spark that you know Vasuki ma'am has settled for you in a in a sense actually if you think about it back in your seventh grade and I think yeah. to be for you to be able to bring it to life today is one piece which is the fashion <coughs> aspect of it but I think making it a business altogether is another you did touch upon it a little now you would want to make it a business because you are an artist you are putting your effort Correct. out there and you absolutely have to be paid for it right because that's absolutely. the right thing to do and Correct. that is that is I mean your effort needs to reap even monetary benefits because ultimately the end of the day there is it is a secondary objective for sure right now correct, how are you correct. working on that currently with Sundra Kala like what's next uh what what would be uh how how are you turning it into a business as well yeah so so Smriti I think the initial days I had no clue of how to turn it into a business because I'm not so great at marketing uh, you know I, I think today in uh, today's uh, day and age I think you have to be really good at marketing yourself. That that forms a crucial aspect of any business, I would say. And yep. in the initial days, because there was lack of clarity and, um, you know, because, because I was um, personally not so aware of how to market myself and all of that, there was confusion. But I think, like I said before, uh, things get clearer one day at a time and one uh, month at a time and one year at a time. So I think things have gotten clearer now. And the way I market myself is I have, I'm, I'm, I'm so fortunate that because of um, because of probably consistently being in this, I've built a very loyal community of people, right? And it doesn't matter if it's a huge community or, you know, if it's like a lot of people, even if it's like a handful of people, which is, which is a very small community, I've managed to uh, ensure uh, that they're really satisfied engaging with me. And these people come back to me for my work. And yeah. they ask me if I'm going to be putting out workshops. And the best thing is that um, I, I think being authentic with your engagements, right? It, I think it goes a long way in uh, making somebody feel nice uh, to have engaged with you. I think these small things I've learned over the course of these uh, years, um, uh, I think, uh, and I've also understood that there's no uh, better way to grow your business than somebody engaging with you and them going and telling people around them saying that, hey, you know what, I engage with this brand and I felt really nice about it and their work has meaning, their work has purpose. So if you're looking out for something similar, please go engage with them. I think Absolutely, that's, yeah. that's what's been, um, been the backbone of my business because I consciously don't um, market uh, too much and um, not because I don't want to, it's only because I find it hard to manage my time doing it. And like I said, if I'm only going to be uh, focused on, you know, probably learning the newest feature of uh, Instagram or uh, trying to think of how many likes I'm going to get for a post, I feel like uh, creatively I'm stuck somewhere. But uh, I invested that time and energy into engaging with people, even the people I meet at exhibitions, right? I think that has also been in a very important aspect of marketing for Sundarakala because um, there is a person to that brand, no? And people engage not with the brand, but with the person. By the end of the day, I think all of us engage better if we personally know uh, the face behind uh, something Absolutely, that we are investing yeah. our time and money into. Yeah, yeah. And these exhibitions have yeah. brought me closer to people who have been interested in my work and uh, um, them going and uh, telling people. So it's 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 largely that small community of loyal um uh, people and word of mouth that's that's how it's been great and I think the very fact that you chose to sort of go in that direction is a is a very big deal right because marketing is something that does take a lot of your time 
Uh, yes. And it sort of gets very hectic after a point because you'll have to keep up with it as well, right? Because when you typically, typically you tend to start something, you wouldn't want to drop it. It may look like an inconsistent sort of a pattern that may be there. And you'll really get worried about how people are going to sort of perceive that. So it just sort of spirals into a different snowball altogether that you can't control after a point. Uh, yes. So I, I most definitely get what you mean. Now, uh, you know, maybe to wrap up this absolutely fascinating conversation that I've had with you, uh, Prasnavika, I, I wish it lasted longer. Uh, and I'm sure we will do so offline going forward as well. At least yes. I know I'm going to be bugging you going forward. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, one of the things I wanted to check with you was, okay, Madhubani is great. And I'm sure you're constantly evolving from that aspect for sure, right? And you are trying newer things. You are uh, evolving with the kind of art forms that you're putting together. Uh, and also your commission work also is teaching you quite a bit. And that's what you've spoken about as well, right? Now, yes. If you were to speak about uh, speak about what next other than Madhubani, are you in the process of sort of learning something new? What uh, what what would that be? So yeah, so to answer this question, uh, I think um, um, I'm in the process of learning how to do bigger works. I had a very very interesting. Uh, uh, commission of late. It was a uh, Frida uh, Kalu commission, but it was my first A2 sized painting. The fact that uh, somebody trusted me with such a huge work for their house meant a lot to me. I think I'm in the process of understanding. I understanding my style better in Madhubani. I think even when you engage with a folk art form, there are certain nuances that you have to learn. Like for example, um, in human figures in Madhubani. Uh, the noses are very pointy and the eyes are yeah. shaped. That's one salient yeah. feature of the art form. Um, yeah. The other branch of the art form, which is Kachini, gives a lot of importance to uh, lines and intricate patterns. So these nuances matter because um, it's a very age-old art form. And you, you need to try to kind of stick to these nuances, but also at the same time, explore your style. So I think yeah. going forward, I would, I would really love to... Um, um, explore a combination of, uh, you know, different types of Madhubani because Madhubani has a lot of branches underneath it like Barni, Kachni, Godna and all of that. So I would like, love to explore probably a combination of these styles and also for me to transition into bigger works and um, see how that works for me. Yeah. So that's, that's the plan in store. So apart yeah. from, uh, you know, uh, me experimenting with bigger works and different styles of Madhubani, um, mandala is also the other aspect of Sundara Kala and I would like to really see um, how it can be used, um, you know, in uh, the aspect of mental health because, because I was um, talking um, to a psychiatrist about it, about how yeah. art can be a supplemental therapy. Uh, it's, it is by no means um, the only therapy, so I would like to make that very, very clear. If if, yeah. uh, if if the qualified professional feels that art can help a person uh, feel better, that that person would benefit from it. I would really love to explore uh, that aspect of mandala drawing because mandala is an art form where there are a lot of repetitive patterns involved. Correct. And what happens is when you engage yourself in drawing repetitive patterns, the mind calms down immensely. So yep. that's that's a proven um, aspect of mandala drawing. So I would like to uh, explore that in you know the right manner possible. Yeah. So that's that's no, another thing. I agree with you two hundred percent because I must tell you this uh, for me personally as well. Uh, you know, with a, with a lot of a uh, lot of challenges that that I think all of us have had to navigate through. Uh, you know, in the post COVID scenario, in a sense, I think. Uh, 
Mandala by itself, by the way, Mandala drawing. And I, in fact, I, I love the, love the girl that I go to, by the way, her name is Prasun Balasubramaniam. She's a, oh, yeah. she's a very she's brilliant. Yeah. She's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think uh, I, I started engaging with her when her baby was all of three months old, by the way, she's got a one year old now. And I saw, and I used to see her work. Sorry to cut Smriti, but I'm so yeah. fascinated. You told her name. I used to see her work and think how in the world she has the time. Um, yeah. you know, with such a small baby to churn out works of that, um, you know, intricacy and complexity. It's, it's, she's a fascinating artist. I, I oh, really she's, admire and her. her. And her story is even more fascinating, by the way. One of the things that I realized and, and you know, I, I decided to go back to art in general because of, you know, like I said, you know, post-COVID can be very hectic for, for everybody. And it was yeah. equally for me as well. And I think that those repetitive patterns brought me back so much of, so much of joy, immense joy. One second, I also think focus, right? Because you oh tend God, to yes. you tend to go ori, you tend to go mad after <laughs> a point because one, you're in the within the four walls, you're seeing the same people on a daily basis. I mean, no, not like I hate any of them, but the point is, it just become very. It, 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 you it know, it can be very tiring. It can be mentally very tiring. Yeah, and you know, you say certain things to people that you don't necessarily mean, and it just becomes very hectic. And I think everybody knows what the pandemic did to everybody, right? I think that's that's one piece for sure. I think end proof is definitely <laughs> in the pudding. Just the very fact that you pick up the pen for you to be able to do those repetitive patterns and for you to be able to do it with a person who guides you to do that right I think that's yeah. even better so I I am all for art-based therapy because I think it, it doesn't have to necessarily have a uh like I said it's supplemental it isn't the only thing it's supplemental it sort Absolutely. of will help you help you go through those sort of uh go through whatever those waves of emotions or whatever Absolutely. it may be in in your own way I think Correct. uh you know, it's it 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 was definitely magical for me, and I think I would choose to believe that people should try it out at any given point in time. Uh, it could be anything. It could just be a splashing paint on like a piece of paper. It could be something yeah. as simple as that. So exactly. I'm not really surprised that it it yeah. won't work. And it's it's not something that we have imagined, right, Smriti? Because it's it's happened. I've had people uh, reach out after workshops and tell me that it's calmed them, and they're not so anxious anymore. And and I've also had a very interesting, uh, interesting workshop with uh, somebody who's dealing with Parkinson's, and uh, yeah. you know, it 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 did. She, she uh, the person told me that it it did help her engage in a much better manner, um, you know, during during the session. And all these things I think have uh, sown these seeds of interest in me, saying that okay, why not take this a little further and see how this. Uh, you know, pans out. Yep. I think, you know, art-based therapy and, and the very fact that you will hopefully delve deeper into sort of exploring that aspect of things, I think is very exciting for me personally, because I think mental health is something that we don't talk about enough. Yes. You know, there have been, uh, there have been situations where we're talking about it at an employee employer aspect. I think everybody yeah. speaks about employee wellness. Everybody speaks about how it's important for you to sort of take care of your mental health as much as you take care of your physical health. I think that there is also definitely a stigma that continues to be attached to therapy in general or the very fact that you seek oh professional help. Yes. Yeah, you know, seek professional help because because you believe that you need external help. It isn't something definitely. that you brush under the carpet. And I'm so glad yeah. you're sort of tapping into that, I think, Prasnavika, because I think India's also sort of seeing so many artists going in that direction uh, as well. So, I, you know, I just, I, I, I would love to see how that sort of evolves, uh, you know, evolves over a period of time. I would love to see Sindrakala sort of getting into that direction as well, because <laughs> I think it's going to be. I'm excited it's, it's, to Smriti. No, absolutely. Because I think it's, it'll, 
it's it's going to do things to people right and that's what that really matters and the very fact that you're leading that i think prasanavika is absolutely absolutely inspiring so thank you so much for taking the time out to do this uh, it's been it's it's been an honor really to have you on the show again thank you smriti and i like i said again thank you so much uh, you know for taking your time out and listening to our stories it really makes us feel validated i mean uh, we we it really makes us feel special and i think these are the small feelings that you need uh, probably to continue to do what you're doing and people like you play a huge role in that so thank you so much for having me no and likewise honestly i must tell you that because i think just the last uh, you know two months we we started off we've been able to sort of generate the kind of conversations that we've been able to between puja and i uh, in fact has been uh it's it's grounded us in a way right of course uh you know in, in its own way i think for both of us yeah, very very differently i think it's been uh it's been a great journey and we're just hoping that we do more of this and which is why we amped up the number of episodes in a week as well right because <laughs> yes. it wasn't yeah because it wasn't about the fact that i want more number of people to listen to it i think it was more the yes. fact that oh my god i've got so many stories like i don't want to do this just once I a week know. i want more number of people to listen to this uh really so <laughs> I so know. I think it's a good yes. thing. So yes, I really hope Project Spark does really well. And and when you reached out and when I read about it and when I saw the other podcast, I was telling Shail how how cool is that I'm getting to be a part of something like this. You know, where where the whole thing is about uh, talking to women and listening to their stories from all walks of life. And the fact that I got to play such a small role in it makes me feel so nice. So thank you, Smriti. 